Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. Week 18, the last week of the NFL football season. With several teams looking to take the final playoff spots, the guys do one last round of regular season picks and locks. So sit back and enjoy the show. Jalen, here we are. What a time it's been. And it is our final show of the regular season. When we record next week, it'll be heading into the playoffs. Um, So we started recording. We recorded Monday before the Monday night game and before, obviously, the tragic incident that happened with DeMar Hamlin having his cardiac arrest. Um, So I guess we can just spend a few minutes uh, on that first. That was just the scariest, craziest thing that I've ever seen in a football field that I'm sure anyone has. Um, how are you doing tonight, sir? And uh, we got good news about him today. So let's, I guess, we'll start with that. Yeah, um, I'm doing great. And it's been good to hear the progress and reports coming out about DeMar Hamlin's uh, recovery. So uh, it's been, a, it was a heck of an event for just, you know, not just, you know, him, but, you know, also the league. And I'm pretty sure we'll probably dive into the scenarios later. But, um, just just talking about him in general, yeah, it's a crazy situation, you know, and how much it's impacting, you know, just the players in general. It really puts things into perspective. Yeah, no, it certainly does. It was a crazy, scary moment, obviously, but good to hear he's out awake and conscious and asked who won the game today. So uh, it was great to see, you know, everyone praying for him and all the support to him. Um Obviously, his health the main concern. I don't, I don't think they're not going to replay this game. We'll talk about that uh, before we get into the slate. But, yeah, so it's good news today. It was a crazy, scary thing to see, but glad that he's doing better today for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I think before we go ahead and dive into our usual NFL action, let's mix it up a little bit. Since we are going to get ready to transition into our NBA you know, NBA takeover. It's pretty much coming. So, uh, man, it's 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 going to be – it's. let's get ready to talk about all these 50-point games, Colby. Yes. Yeah, so- I really want to talk about these NBA 50-point games. What are your thoughts on all these happening right now? Okay, turning for a curveball here. You know, it's insane. It's been like one of the wildest scoring years ever. Giannis was the most recent to do it uh, last – well, this is the last night or the night before. Um yeah, it's been a bizarre year. I mean, I think it really just speaks to the talent and the depth of the league. Like, this might be the deepest, like, the league's ever been. I mean, you saw when we did my tears, there's really only, like, a handful of teams that are, like, all. there's really only, like, four teams that I would say are just awful. And that's, like, Detroit, San Antonio, Houston, and um, why am I drawing them? And Charlotte. All the other teams are at least, like, even the other bad teams are, like, very viable, can get you any night and are, like, have their moments. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just crazy, and it just showed, like, the depth and the talent of the league. We've just got a lot of great guys and great scores, and it's an exciting time for basketball, for sure. Yeah, and you see, when I see all these 50-point games and everyone's like, yeah, defense is pretty much dead, it really just proves another point to that whole Rudy Gobert trade, how bad it was at the end of the day. 
because if you're going, if the whole league did, tra- the whole league is transitioned into offense. We just went for pretty much one of the worst offensive players, besides you know, on the aspect of rebounds. Um, yeah, it's it's a crazy little NBA takeover. I'm trying to think of some other questions here that can draw up some NBA interest, but. Oh, what are you hearing about the Jalen Brown news? Someone was saying Jalen Brown is hitting the waves right now. Uh, I have not seen that just now. He did just today. What happened with it? Uh, yeah, either that or it's just, you know, one of my buddies just pulling our strings in the group chat. But, um, just, you know, what are your thoughts on how the Celtics – here we go. Yeah, how the Celtics last year, they were going to trade – one of them – remember how we were all talking about how they have to get rid of one of them, Daniel yeah. Brown? And now today we're like, there's no way they're going to trade them. So, and right now, my buddy in the te- chat, imagine Brown in a Mavs uniform. So, you know, just to add on to the help. I don't know how the Mavs would pull that off, Cole. Just to just to spark that off. How would the Mavs pull that off if they were to somehow get Jalen Brown from the Celtics? I don't see. I don't see anything. So I think that might have just been your friend talking. Um, the Mavs could yeah. not. They literally don't have. They would have to give up like a billion picks. Like they don't have any pieces that the Celtics would even want. Um, so yeah, I but you can say that the last year, if they were to say, if the Mavs were to say make a move last year for Jalen Brown, it probably would have been a lot easier than it would have been now, huh? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it still would have been hard. I still don't think they could have pulled it off last year. But to, he has been excellent like the last two years. Like the Celtics have had some issues lately. They got waxed by the Thunder the other night, and I think. They've come down a little bit from being the unquestioned top team, even though they do so have the best record. Um, but, yeah, like, the Mavs just don't have the assets for that. But Luke has been carrying them lately, and Dave Mavs have also been playing a lot better. So that is good for them. But, no, I don't think Brown uh, or Tatum's going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, I think they're locked up. They're starting to get that whole uh, MJ Pippen conversation talk, even though they don't have the rings. But, uh. I guess that's all I got for the NBA right now, Cole. Let's go ahead and talk to our Week 18 NFL slate. Yeah. No, I'm glad we talked some NBA. It has been some crazy times, and there are a lot of interesting teams. As we do transition into NBA, we're going to have a lot of a lot more good stuff to get to with that. But, yeah, so Week 18. So, I guess first, I don't know if they've officially said, but it seems like as far as the Buffalo-Cincinnati game, they're not going to replay it. Uh, the word, it seems like from what reporters and stuff are saying, that they're probably, as far as the seeding, just going to do it, have them both play one less game, and they'll probably just do it by win percentage, I think. So I, I guess because um, they're not going to replay the game, which makes sense. I thought I figured they'd either just do that or do a tie, maybe, call it a tie. Um so I'm guessing it'll just go by win percentage for the seeding. Those teams will play one less game, which I guess makes sense. I think that or just calling it a tie is really the only option. Some people were talking about like adding an extra playoff team. I was like, that just seems ridiculous. So um, I think that's no. Probably- come on, Cole. You video. I was gonna pick. I would. I, I saw that. I saw that today as well. The whole adding another playoff team, and it is crazy to think of the scenarios that would happen if those playoff teams were in there. Like all the teams that would pretty much be. In all the ones that were eliminated, they get back in it. Yeah, the <laughs> NFC South is all of a sudden viable. <laughs> it's yeah. like that's how gross it would 18 playoff would actually be in the NFC. The NFC South would all every team there would pretty much get back in. 
So, yeah, that that's where I, I agree with you. The eighteen one is a little bit, a little bit far fetched, but I think a no contest is the perfect way to approach this. Um, but and it's just gonna be, it's gonna be a little unfortunate. I think a couple teams are the only ones that get impacted by it. Uh, I don't know. Does it affect your Steelers' chances, Colby? Or not? I mean, they would have a much better chance to get in if there were eight teams, but that's okay. There doesn't need to be eight teams. <laughs> no, I was talking about the no contest result. Oh no, not really. As unless like, because I still assuming Buffalo is still going to play all their starters, so it won't really affect the Steelers too much. It's just really only affects Buffalo, Cincy, and Kansas City as far as their seeding. What that's going to wind and up. the Ravens. Because yeah. I heard that if that happens, the Ravens automatically can't win the North. So. Yeah, that's right. So that is big for them. So, yeah, it's, so it's going to be a lot ahead. Um, you ready to get into the slate here? Yeah, let's go ahead. So we got two Saturday games to start out. The first one, now I'm guessing if they go by winning percentage, then the Chiefs would essentially be able to lock up the one seed if they win this because um, they would have the – Unless them and Buffalo would still have the same winning percentage. I'd have to do the math on that. But anyways, Chiefs at the Raiders. Chiefs nine and a half point favorites coming off a close win over Denver. Um, but the one seed on the line, Jared Stidham, second start. He lit up the Niners in his first start. I still feel like that may have been kind of a fluke. I'm not ready to say that Jared Stidham is just going to go out here and torture him. So I like the Chiefs in this one. The rumor did come out. I don't know if you saw today that. The, the Raiders are supposedly all in on trying to get Brady this offseason. And so that's why they're doing the Derek Carr stuff. They are all in to try to sign Brady, which I think makes sense. I think they have a good shot to get him. Uh, but in this game, Chiefs with the one seed and everything on the line, I think Chiefs probably smoke him in this one. So I'll take the Chiefs even minus all those points. Yeah, I was about, I'm all in with you. I think despite the Jared Stidham hype that we saw last week, I think it's all going to be short-lived. This game has all of a sudden turned around into Chiefs should win it. Uh, Raiders should just try and look pretty in it, I'm pretty sure, and uh, make themselves look like a good spot for Tom Brady next season. And, Colby, you're probably going to be – I'm going to be asking you this question probably throughout these pickums this week, but, Colby, do you think Tom Brady will be at the Raiders next season? Yeah, honestly, I would say that that makes the most sense. I think they would be the front runners right now. Because I, really? people say the Niners, but I honestly like, and I think Brady would love to go to the Niners, but I don't know if the Niners want to do that. Like, I'm not sure. Yeah. We'll see what happens with Purdy. But like, if Purdy makes a Super Bowl run, you roll with him and have him and Trey Lance. They still invest in so much in Trey Lance. I don't think they're going to give up on Trey Lance yet. So I actually don't think the Niners are, will probably go after Brady, even though a lot of people say that. Maybe they will. But so I think the Raiders, because of Josh McDaniels, because of the weapons, and we already know Brady was close to going there before um, with Gronk. So I think, yeah, I, I'll say yes. I think that's, to me, right now makes the most sense as far as where Brady would end up, which would be pretty lit. Not going to lie. That would be pretty cool. All right. All right. got a couple more destinations that you'll hear that question come up on. Right. And uh, just to recap my pick, I chose the Chiefs as well. Yes. Okay. On to the Saturday night game. The AFC South Championship game. Titans at the Jags. Two teams that are going in opposite directions. Jags already won the first match. The Titans, what were they like, 7-3? and three? And I don't think they've won since. They're now 7-9. and nine. Um, So it's crazy that this division is so bad. The Jags are 8-8, eight 7-9 eight, Titans going for the division title. 
Uh, Jacksonville on FanDuel. This has them a six and a half point favorites, which is a lot, but like it's Josh Dobbs. The Titans are free falling. The Jags are soaring. Huge QB mismatch. The Jags are just a better team. They already beat them once. It's at home. Like you said, Jacksonville is going to be absolutely rocking for this, knowing they get a home playoff game if they win it for the first time since the Saxonville run in 2017. I mean, six and a half is a little more points than I would like, but I still love the Jags here. I think they roll and get the South, which is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, I'm with you. I think uh, this is the game where Duvall has to show up and help him out. But also, this is where Trevor Lawrence will prove to us that he is finally here. I think this is the claimant game for him. Obviously, you know, this is the game that punches them into the playoffs. And what other better way to do it than to do it against your rivals in the AFC South that's been – the consistent winner of the AFC South, too, may I add. So yeah. coming out and showing out would be a big one for these Jags. Yeah, so we'll see if they can take care of business. I think they probably do. All right, on to the Sunday slate. These games are interesting, and some of them are going to be tough to pick because you don't know a lot of these teams. Not a lot, but some of these teams will definitely be resting, guys. So the first one I have, huge game for my personal interest and playoff implications, Jets at the Dolphins. Dolphins two-point favorites. The Jets are free-falling. They've been eliminated. Um, but there's no Teddy. I don't think there's – I think – I don't know if they've ruled two out or not yet, but I doubt two. It's Skyler. Yeah, it's going to be Skyler Thompson again, who already got smacked by the Jets once. Uh, now, that game was in New York, granted, and the Jets were playing a lot better than – I mean, no disrespect to Skylar Thompson. So the Dolphins need a win and a Pats loss to get in. Steelers need both of them to lose and for themselves to win to get in. I mean, I'm obviously biased because I would love the Steelers to make a run, but I'm taking the Jets plus two here just because, like, this is a great defense still. I think they're going to clamp up Skylar Thompson. I think Mike White does enough on offense that they sneak a close win out. Um, and the Dolphins go from eight and three to eight and nine and miss the playoffs. It's just been a free fall. And if two is not going, like I, I just don't see Skyler Thompson winning this one. The Jets are gonna be trying to play spoiler. Give me the Jets plus two. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Jets plus two as well. I, it's really contradictory of how I was at the beginning of the season. I had big hype for Skyler Thompson, but this is Skyler Thompson versus Mike White. Uh, it sounds like a frat battle if you think about it, but um, I really think that uh, I really do think that Mike White will win this game mostly because of just how good the Jets' defense is going to be. I think they'll still be playing just as good as they were when they placed the Dolphins at New York. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take the Jets. Went on a good note, and uh, because the postseason off season for the Jets is going to be really rough with a lot of QB questions and. Even coaching questions right now. Apparently, there's people already asking, will Sala be around next year? I think it's crazy oh. that that question is around. But I've seen it, and it's like, well. That is crazy. He'll be around. You can't. Yeah, you, you can't, right? I haven't heard that, but that is crazy. There's no well, way. The only, you have to think the only reason why is because they had such a strong start, and it just collapsed. And that's the only reason why people are trying to stir up that rumor. And I, I just don't know. If it's good, I don't know. I know the Jets organization is radical, but the, the way that he's just got this locker room going, I don't think the Jets are that crazy to let Sala go. Like, I think they're they're going to keep him. Like, that's that should be obvious. I'm with you, Colby. Don't get me wrong. But I think it's crazy that that conversation is being brought up. 
that's fair like true crazier things have happened but you know i'm with you on that okay on to the next meaningful playoff game my pittsburgh steelers hosting the cleveland browns steelers two and a half point favorites browns trying to play spoiler first time the browns beat them way back when week three thursday night football it was percent versus trubisky now it's uh watson versus pickett I already said Steelers need to win and have Patriots and Dolphins both lose to get in. But the Tomlin streak is alive. I can't believe they've made it. Steelers have been rolling. Kenny coming off two comeback wins. I mean, I'm just very happy with how the Steelers have looked down the stretch here. It's been a very impressive coaching job from Tomlin. Pickett's gotten better. I'm very optimistic and excited about the future. I mean, I think they got to get this one. They're going to be playing hard for Tomlin and knowing that their season's alive. Um, and I think it's fe- feasible that the Dolphins and Patriots could both lose. This is not going to be an easy game by any stretch because the Browns do still have a lot of good pieces. But at home, they're rolling. Like, I think they get it done, and I think they keep the streak alive, baby. Give me the Steelers, minus two and a half. Man, it makes your, uh, making your Madden outcomes looking a little crazy, huh, Colby? Because didn't you tank your, your first season with Kenny Pickett? A little bit. Yeah, yeah. See, everybody, Colby's one of those Madden players that tanks their first season no matter what. You got to try with your Col- – you got to try with your young quarterbacks, Cole. I, I mean, I won, like, I won like seven games, so I didn't like completely tank. I didn't have like the worst record. Oh, well, you played just like these guys. Yeah, about. I was just <laughs> – all right but um, I'm also taking the Steelers here um I think this is like you said a must-win game not only for their playoff hopes but I think the team also realize I hope the team also realizes this is for Tomlin's streak and this is the Browns an AFC rival you just beat the Ravens you're still feeling that AFC heat keep that keep that up I think that's going to be Tomlin's motto of the week and everything they're going to be still smashing cars out there um yeah, I'm gonna go. I think this is gonna be a Steelers game. I don't know if this is gonna be another classic. This is because I think Deshaun Watson has been trying to air it out lately. So that's the only thing that concerns me. But besides that, I still think the Steelers will contain it. And I think Kenny Pickett, maybe he's just gonna be one of those guys that come in in the clutch. And you're gonna have to get used to all these roller coaster games with Kenny. I mean, I don't even think like he he's played well. Like the last game was weird. I said like. They, like, weren't really letting him throw till the end. But, like, he never really did anything, like, horrible. Like, I don't know. That Ravens game was just weird. But it worked out in the end. Um, Mike Tomlin, man. I, I just love Mike Tomlin. was my last thing. Like, he's such a good coach. I saw a video today. Of, they retweeted the Sunday night game against the Dolphins, uh, like, where Pickett threw a terrible interception, completely boneheaded, all his fault mistake to lose the game at the end. And they showed him and Tomlin walking off the field. And Tomlin was like, hey, that's all right. Like, learn from it. Like, Better days are coming, better days ahead. And then they showed the clip where he threw the game winner against the Ravens last week. And then Tomlin, when he was like, Kenny effing Pickett after. So yes, I just love Tomlin, man. Like, he's such a good motivator. Like, the players just, like, they just play yeah. so hard for him. Like, um, I saw another tweet, like, Miles Jack was talking about, because he's coming from the Jags. And he's talking about how, like, when they were 2-6, and six, he was, like, expecting everyone to, like, start panicking and start worrying about like losing their jobs and stuff. And he was like, no, nah, they just kind of kept it like business as usual. Like we just got to be calm, work harder. We'll get better. And they did. So like, it just, yes, sir. this is one of Tomlin's best coaching jobs because like realistically it's not a very good team. 
So every year when the Steelers sneak their way in, we always have to toss Tomlin's name into coach of the year because it's like, how in that, how in Sam's hell is he getting his, uh, his team scrapping up to where they, where they were to where they, and how they got there. Um, honestly, I know people are saying they're sick of seeing the Steelers in the playoffs, but for this year, I'm all for it. Honestly, I think I'm all in. I don't think they're going to, I don't know if they're going to make it. It's a long time. You know, we got it's a long shot, obviously. Uh, but I think winning this game, though, just to save the streak as well, it would be just a huge organ, just a huge, huge thing on top of it. Yeah, no, you're right about that. So this is a big one on Sunday. Got to finish strong, and plus, like you said, give us a lot of even if they if they win and still don't get in, that's still a lot of positive momentum headed into the off season. Um, and I think they got their guy. Okay. Speaking of got their guy, two teams that are going to be looking for their guy, and this is a game, the other AFC South teams, that both teams realistically would never say it, but probably want to lose. Texans at the Colts, these two tied week one. They played way back in week one. Uh, The Colts are two and a half point favorites. If the Texans lose this game, and the Bears, who are starting Nathan Peterman against your Vikings, are definitely probably (laughs) If the Texans lose this game, or win this game and the Bears lose win lose. God, that was terrible. Sorry. It's Texans win and the Bears Take lose. Three. The Texans will lose the number one pick. So they should be trying to lose. And the Colts, they want a high pick because they want to pick a quarterback too. I'm guessing both these teams will take two of those top three quarterbacks in the draft. I think both these teams have rookie quarterbacks next year. So I don't know. This is a tough one because I don't neither team should really have a ton of motivation other than pride. I guess I'm going to take the Colts just because I think they're better minus a two and a half. But man, maybe I should take the Texans plus two and a half. Like I'm going to take the Colts because I think they're still a little better. Jeff Saturday might finally get a second win. But man, I mean, this is this is pretty hilarious. Like they both should really be trying to lose. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm with you. Both teams probably would be trying to lose, but I'm with you, Colby. I think Jeff Saturday doesn't believe in losing. And uh Everyone's probably in the Colts fandom is probably like, Jeff, please lose this game so we can get a better pick. And Jeff is like, what do you mean? We got to win every game. We got to go out there and be in every Sunday. And, you know, I'm not going to be here next season, so we're winning right now. So if, if I'm Jeff Saturday, I definitely see him picking. I definitely see him rallying this team to play for today, but not tomorrow. So I'm going to pick the Colts as well. How many weeks do you think it will be? from after Sunday this game ends. How long till Jeff Saturday's back on ESPN and goes back to his old job? <laughs> back to ESPN? Ooh. I don't know. I, I feel like he'll be a part of the whole Monday fire sale that happens. And yeah. I don't know if um he'll probably take a couple months off, you know, coaching is hard. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> probably take a couple months and then we'll probably see him right around I'm gonna say a month or two Maybe, yeah, a month or two before the season starts. I was thinking maybe the month of the draft, but I'm going to say a month or two before the season starts. Just so that way, you know, he has some time to just completely, de- you know, disconnect from football and relax. You know, take some time. True. No, I, I could see that. I like that. That's a good question, Cole. Yeah. Okay. All right. This is one of those wacky ones. Bucks at the Falcons. This is a line that tells you Vegas thinks the Bucs are going to be resting most of their guys because the mm-hmm. Falcons are four-and-a-half-point favorites uh, at home. 
Brady, they said Brady's playing. The Bucks. Todd Bowles says he's going to play his starters, but they're already locked in as the four seed. The Falcons would not be favored by four and a half unless Vegas knew something. So Vegas with this line is basically telling you the Bucks are resting guys. I mean, well, going to take. I mean, I was leading the Bucks like getting points. That's crazy. But if they really are going to be resting a bunch of people, like Desmond Ritter, the Falcons almost beat him the first time. Ritter got his first win last week. I think he ends on a high note, earns himself a yeah. real shot to be the guy. Um, I'm going to take the Falcons just because this is such a weird line. So this is like seems like they're begging you to take the Bucks. I, this tells me the Bucks are probably resting a lot of guys. And it really does have no meaning for them. So I'll take the Falcons and Desmond Ritter to, to end on a nice little note, winning his last two games. Hopefully gets to be the guy next year. I'm also taking the Falcons, but Colby, my question is, even if the Bucks started their starters for me, I would still be leaning Falcons personally. Just the way, I'm just I still remember how this game ended last time. <laughs> and I think the Falcons still also remember how this game ended last time. And they know deep down in their minds. This should be them. You know, they should be in this spot right now. They should be the ones we're having the conversation about, having about this playoff talk and everything. It should be them. But they had that pass. They had that roughing the passer call that sparked all the roughing the passer stuff ongoing with the Tua and everything. So I'm with the Falcons just for that. They say the Bucks have beaten the Falcons, and Tom Brady has never lost to them in his entire career. So, uh, hey, if the Bucks are going to start Tom Brady and they lose to the Falcons, guess what? That's him losing to the Falcons for the first time in his career. So last- I'm taking the Falcons regardless. No, I like that. I like What's that. Up? I said this is probably – he's probably going to leave the Bucks. So this is probably the Falcons' last – especially if he goes to the AFC. Like, this is probably the Falcons' yeah. last chance to get him. <laughs> they, they got to. And oh, yeah, him. big time. <laughs> So, yeah, you're right, Colby, because what are the odds of them seeing them next season? That's true. So, um, yeah, taking the Bucks, And I also like the fact of, you know, Ritter ending on a solidly good note. Definitely dropped. He did what I did, asked for last week. So the concern, the, the concernometer is definitely back to a one, you know, out of zero out of ten. He's at a one, you know. I'm not concerned because we're at the end of the season. So we'll see how he does against uh, a Bucks team and that are – Either starting, might be doing a little 50-50 starting and not not starting. Yeah. And uh I, Colby, real quick before we move on, since we are on Brady real fast. Here's the other teams that we got that can get Brady. All right. And that was the Dolphins. That was the other big team that could have been a Brady candidate. What are your thoughts on the Dolphins being a candidate for Brady? Um, I think or that, Carr, I would actually throw in there. Maybe in the mix, I could see it. Um, I mean, it just depends what is the deal with Tua. Like, if they're just too worried about his injuries and stuff, I still think they probably, if he's back, they probably run it back with Tua. So I'll say no. I still think the Raiders are more likely, but it definitely could make sense for them to go after Brady. I could see that. All right. And what about the Jets? Which one do you think is more likely to fall for the Jets, Brady or Carr? That's a good one. Um, that would be wild if Brady went to the Jets. I don't think he would do that, maybe, but I would say Carr is more likely to the Jets, even though you said the New York media might be too much for him. Like, I still think the Jets would be pretty good if they had Derek Carr. So, like, I'll say Carr more likely to the Jets. I really think the Raiders make the most sense for Brady. That's kind of what I'm feeling. 
Yeah. I, I mean, it's just because of the McDaniels thing, I feel like. I, and, you know, they got Devontae, they got all these other receivers and stuff, and Darren Waller. But I don't know, man. You're putting yourself right against Patrick Mahomes two times a year. Uh, um, I'm not saying Russell Wilson's a threat. I'm not saying Russell Wilson's a threat because of after what we've seen this season. But I am going to be saying you can't expect him to play that bad next season. So, you know, he's going to be trying to put there. You know, the Denver team is going to be probably playing up. And you got Justin Herbert in your in your division as well. And I don't think there's any chance that we're going to have another NFC East situation where we have almost all teams in the playoffs and from one division. Um, and I just think even if he goes to the Raiders, it might not even work out for him. You know, he might be the third team in that division scrapping to make their way up. I think the Raiders, you know, I don't know if they have enough to make it to make them. I don't know. I don't know. It, 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 it's going to be interesting because, like, yes, don't get me wrong. If Brady was on the Raiders, probably would be a play. It would probably be said and done. You got two teams. But for me, that makes it three because I'm thinking about Herbert. Um, I have to think about yeah. Herbert right now. Yeah, no. So, like, the AFC is brutal. Um, I'm with you, but like, I don't think Bra- I think Brady is just such a competitor that like he's not going to think about it like that. I know he won't think of it like that. You know, that's he went a- into a division that had Matt Ryan and Drew Brees still throwing pretty decently at the time. Yeah, and then it all just decayed around him <laughs> very quickly. Um, no, you're that's a good point. Like, the AFC would be ridiculous, even more ridiculous if Brady does go to the Raiders, but we'll see where he ends up. Um, all right, we got about seven minutes on this one. We'll, we'll do at least one more. The other NFC South game, because of the Bucks win last week, it's meaningless. Both eliminated. Panthers at Saints. Uh, Saints are three-and-a-half-point favorites, which is really weird to me. But got to give the Saints credit. We, we know we've been bang on them all the time, but they have won their last three, so they are kind of ending on a high note with Andy Dalton as their quarterback. Carolina lost a heartbreaker to Tampa, though. They've been playing a lot better. Steve Wilkes, this is his last chance to kind of audition himself to get that job full-time. Same for Sam Darnold to be like, maybe we should bring me back. Um, I love the Panthers here getting three and a half. I don't see the Saints winning four in a row to finish. Panthers already beat them once with Baker. Um, Their offense has been a lot better with Darnold. I think they play real hard for Steve Wilkes and get this one to end on a nice win. Um, so give me the Panthers getting three and a half points at New Orleans. You know, the Saints, they're an odd team. I don't know what's going on. You have the whole Sean Payton rumors starting to float around back with the with the Saints. <clears throat> they might be getting free draft capital this offseason with just Sean Payton right now just being talked about. Um, and whether or not he might even come back to this team, I don't think he will. But uh, to be honest with you, I'm leaning Saints. It kills me on the inside to be picking the Saints again this week and to once again be rooting for New Orleans. But for me personally, it's uh, it's just the way they've been rolling, man. They Like you said, they, they've been rolling. Their defense has been playing well. They shut down a very explosive Eagles offense. I think they can contain the Panthers. I'm going with the Saints. All right, I respect that. Yeah, you are right. The Saints are a weird team. Um, okay. I know we've I know we have a couple more one o'clock games. Um, we'll start this. We still have five minutes. Um, next game, big playoff implications. Patriots at the Bills. Bills seven point favorites. Uh Bills obviously coming off a horrible incident that happened to DeMar Hamlin. 
Um, I'm sure they're all relieved to know he's doing better. Um, this is going to be a strange game, I'm sure, for them. Very emotional. They are at home. They're getting seven. And for the Patriots, it's a win and they're in. Lose and they're not in. Unless everyone else loses, I guess. But so this is this one is going to be tough to pick. I'm not sure how the Bills are going to react. My guess is they go out there and play real hard for Demar. They could. They'll probably still be alive for the one seed, or they'll at least want to get the two seed if not. Um, so I think the Bills should be playing all their guys and should be fully in on this. Um, I'll take the Bills minus seven. Josh Allen has dominated the Patriots the last few times. I just feel like they're a much better team. And even though I think it's probably going to be very tough for them, I think they go out there and, and win it for DeMar. So I'll take them even minus the seven, which is more points than I would like to swallow. Yeah, I know that, that the points is the main reason why I'm leaning Patriots. I can definitely see this game being a complete blowout and just an emotional win for the Bills. But I'm going to lean the Patriots to keep this one close, make it a good game for us all to remember and everything about how the Bills res- responded after this whole incident. And uh, honestly, I'm I'm leaning towards the Patriots because I think also they know what's at stake right now. Mac Jones, he has you know what's on the line, Colby, right now. Something uh, a take that will definitely make your second year QB take a little more interesting. Mac Jones will be the only one to go back to back to the playoffs. He'll be the only one. So Trevor Lawrence will be making his debut this season, and uh, Mac Jones will have already been there. And uh, it's going to be a very interesting recap when we go ahead and talk about year three quarterbacks next season. (laughs) Can't wait for it, Colby. Year three, we get to talk about one more time. The list is getting smaller. The list is getting smaller. (laughs) We're going to be talking about a smaller list. It's going to be a faster segment, but um, I don't know who are – this year's rookies is just going to be all oh, next year's going to be even more electric. We get to talk about Pickett versus Purdy all next season. Well, oh, we'll see what you're gonna and be Ritter, probably, probably Ritter, maybe. Oh, maybe. and Ritter, yeah, and Ritter. So those are the three that we'll be talking about next season. All right, it's going to be a fun offseason, Nicole. We're going to have fun with this. Oh yeah, I already got some ideas brewing. But uh, yeah, I'm taking Patriots to cover back on this game. Patriots to cover against the Bills. It's a lot of points and. I think it'll be a good one to remember, hopefully. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills came out and blew this game off, blew the lid off this game. It'll be fun to fun to watch for sure. All right, Jalen, on to the next game. This is, I believe, with two more in the one o'clock slate here. Your beloved Minnesota Vikings taking on the once proud Chicago Bears. Three wins alive for the number one pick. Fields out, Peterman in. For the Bears, your Vikings are seven-and-a-half-point favorites coming off an embarrassment at the hands of both. You know, this is your sibling, Rogers, is both your fathers. Um, I love the Vikings here, minus seven-and-a-half. It's, P- it's Nathan Peterman, first of all. They got ex- embarrassed last week. The Bears are just terrible. They're in the running for the number one pick. I know this was a close game first time around with Fields. I don't think that will be a repeat. I think the Vikings get a nice blowout victory as they head into the playoffs. And go thirteen and four, which is pretty impressive, all things considered. See, man, I, I I don't like that. I don't I don't like that. I don't like that Nathan Peterman's not playing. I wish that he was, because then this win would feel a little bit more meaningful going into the playoffs. Instead, we're playing Nathan Peterman. It seems like the Bears aren't trying. I don't know. Did Justin Fields already get get the quarterback rushing yards record? 
No, he's not going to get it. Came short. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, let at least let him get the record. You know, let him start. Let him try and get the record against us. I'm cool with that. He had an amazing season. Um, fan, you know, individually, he had an amazing season. But I understand because, like you said earlier, we were talking about the Texans and Colts. Uh, the Bears do have a great chance to have a great pick and have some draft influence, some trade influence going into this next offseason. And they will, with that, if they have that, what was it, number two, you said, or potentially even one, if the Texans win? Yeah. No, the Bears are locked into at least two. If the Texans win and they lose, they'll have one and could trade it for a haul probably because they don't need So, yeah, the Bears done their job on being the worst team in the NFC enough so that way they can get the number two or one seed of the draft that is that's wild but but, um like you said though they're set up in prime position to do some damage this offseason um and i just i truly do hate that justin Fields isn't getting the record i really did want him to start give the vikings a little more of a challenge but I, i guess my hands are pulled I'm only afraid of the Vikings just because this is a Kirk Cousins collapse game. So for some reason, he doesn't play good against Chicago every year. I don't know why. It's like I, I think we always go in and one with Chicago, but maybe this is the year we finally get the the sweep. But it doesn't really matter. It seems like that is a good point. I forgot. I know Kirk has had some bad, bad days in Chicago, but I don't think this will be one. I mean, this Bears team is awful. And they don't really have any motivation, and they have Nathan. Yeah, he might finally strap. Might be, yeah. I was say he might have finally snapped his own streak in Chicago. Then it seems like if they're gonna fold over like that, I, mean, <laughs> I, I hate for them to do that. At least get her a challenge. Make it seem like we earned it. Because now, if we go in the playoffs, it's like we're going. Uh, we're going in the playoffs against the Bears, and you know, getting our asses handed to buyers. That doesn't mean too much, you know, that's not a lot of momentum going into the playoffs. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> um, I think, I, I say, y'all need to bounce back. I think get some positive momentum going into what will probably be rematched with the Giants. We'll see how that all shakes out. I'm very excited for the wild card round. That's going to be a blast. Okay, last one o'clock game, Ravens at Bengals. Bengals seven-point favorites at home. Again, obviously, they're the other team on the other side of it coming off the DeMar Hamlin situation. Don't know how they're going to react, but Lamar Jackson is still not practiced. Um, They haven't ruled him out or not yet, but if he's still not practicing, I doubt he's going to play. It's starting to look like he might just not come back. And if that's the case, they're going to be one and done for sure in the playoffs. Tyler Huntley, not good, as we saw on Sunday night. So it's seeming like Lamar is probably out. Um, I know the Ravens beat him the first time. I think the Bengals roll this one. They Well, they might already have the North because of the win percentage, but win the North, get it, themselves in position to have a high seed, probably a two or a three seed if the Bills and Chiefs both win. But, yeah, I think if, if it's Tyler Huntley, I mean, I think the Bengals roll. So I'll take the Bengals even minus seven. Um, I think I think they're going to have a nice bounce or a nice, nice win, and they keep their hot streak going into the playoffs. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, the Bengals not only being on the other side of that, but also just uh, what's going on in Baltimore, man. Like, there's also been talks about how if just how the way things been with Lamar, I really wish Christian was here for us to talk with him about this. Um, but he has been very busy with work, and we are a podcast that respects work comes first on this podcast. So uh, we respect that. And 
and you know, for I really wanted to ask him is what is his take on all this Harbaugh news that's coming out right now? Is that you know Harbaugh's tired of just the drama? He's been there for fifteen years. Lamar's, you know, we were told that Lamar would be back in a couple of weeks, and then here we are, six seven weeks later, still no Lamar. We're going in the playoffs, and if he's just all handy dandy, come playoffs. Don't you think Harbaugh's tired of it, you know? So it's going to be very interesting, Colby. What are your thoughts on all that? I don't know if you heard any of that Harbaugh news. Sorry, I'm muted. Uh, yeah, no, I've seen that. Harbaugh does just seem like he's kind of just like over it. Like he seems exasperated, worn out. Like I'm wondering if maybe Lamar's like, I'm not coming back if I'm not 100% because y'all haven't given me a contract. And Harbaugh is probably like, man, I really wish Lamar was out here. Like, because obviously they're not winning. <laughs> like, I don't think they're going to do mm-hmm. it. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's a real weird. And, like, Lamar's also had now – he's missed the end of the last two seasons if he doesn't end up coming back with injuries. So that's not helping his case for his contract. But how bad the offense is without him is helping his case. So, I don't know. My guess is I don't know if they're going to get a deal done. I think he ends up on the tag. But the relationship could be – that's definitely going to be a big storyline to watch in the offseason. If the Ravens screw this up. I mean, that would help me as a Steelers fan, but that, that would be real bad for them because they do need Lamar. Exactly. Injuries Dude, they need both of them. <laughs> you need both of them. You can't you, – you, if you don't have Parball or Lamar going forward in the future, as the Ravens, you're looking at to be the potential Browns of your division for the next uh, at least few years if you don't have both of them. Let's put it into perspective, Colby. You got Kevin Stefanski and the Browns with Watson. We can we both know that they're probably going to be much more of a threat than they were this season. You got Pickett in his second year coming in with Tomlin. That's looking to be that's shaping up to be pretty promising as well. And you already know what's coming out in Cincinnati with Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor. Right now, the only team we don't know about is Baltimore. They are literally the only team that we are sitting here like, is Lamar coming back? Uh, will they get a deal done with Lamar? And now we're hearing rumors that Harbaugh is not going to be there. And it's going to be a rough few years. I feel like it's going to be a rough time for the Ravens if they cannot figure this thing out. With If the dominoes fall with Lamar, you might lose Harbaugh too. And that will be tough, very tough, for the Ravens to recover from. Yeah. I, think that, I, I know that's not about the game, but that's the game, of the, that's the game after the game that I'm thinking of. No, yeah, you're right. Like, if they're in a top, it's a brutal division as it is. So, like, if they, if that did happen, and if it does all blow up, like, they could be in for some long days ahead. Um, yeah, we're talking about you. We're, we're talking about pretty much handing over the car keys back to the Bengals and Steelers for the first time since like uh, the early 2000s, since the Ocho Cinco days. You know, yeah, that's true. To be fair, I think the Bengals have the car keys already. Like, they did just go to the Super Bowl, so they have the car. They're driving right now. But yeah, the Steelers could easily move into that top spot, and I, I think they, I'm feeling pretty optimistic about the future. It wasn't always looking the prettiest when you looked at the quarterback situations of the four teams coming into this year, but you know, things are looking up. <laughs> yeah, and you know, you got Deshaun Watson and the Browns that you can't bat an eye on. You know that they're gonna figure something. That, you know they're gonna figure something out come next season. Talent. Yeah, like they're figuring it out now. That yeah, we see the connection with Amari Cooper already starting to develop. So it's uh it's gonna be interesting. It's scary for the Ravens. It's, it, you have to be concerned if you're a Ravens fan right now. Yeah. 
Yeah, man, I do wish Christian was on here. But yeah, that is that is a big storyline. Okay. I know that is probably the most that we ever got to talk about the Ravens without Christian uh stepping <laughs> in. <laughs> oh, okay. On to the four o'clock games. These are all kind of weird. Um, so first one, Giants at the Eagles. Eagles are 14 point favorites, which seems like a lot, but they crushed them last time. Hertz is back playing. And the Giants, I'm also guessing, are resting guys because they are locked into the sixth seed no matter what. Um, so I'm assuming the Giants will rest guys. The Eagles, meanwhile, could lose their number one seed that they've had all year if they lose in a third straight game. This is a huge game for the Eagles, and it's essentially meaningless for the Giants. 14 is a ton of points, but I'm still going to take the Eagles minus all those points because the Giants, I'm guessing, are resting a lot of guys. They've really got nothing to play for. And the Eagles have to get this one. So I think the Eagles with Hurts back do roll. They crush them the first time. But 14's a lot of points. But I'll still take the Eagles here, even though they burned me last week. Yeah, 14 is a lot of points, and that's my main reason why I'm leaning Giants. I think Dable, just in general, get any unit of his football team out and going, and they'll cover that spread. Um, I'm also just leaning towards the fact that Maybe they play this game serious, like you said, Colby. Like I told you a couple of days ago, Cole, I think the Giants might play this game serious, give themselves a little preview if they get past the Vikings. Obviously, you don't want to get anyone banged up, so that's why I say just give themselves a preview. See what you can do against the Eagles with your full power, because you know the Eagles are going to be trying to win this game or at least play their best football, get Jalen Hurts back into gear. So try and at least, you know, get out there and – See what you can do against them because there's there's a chance you're going to run into them later down in the playoffs. So I'm taking the Giants to cover just because I I truly believe Dable will get any uh, any group any his second team and his third team <laughs> unit playing playing well. That's fair. Fourteen is a lot of points. Okay, on to the next one. Rams at Seahawks. Seahawks six point favorites. Seattle. Still very much alive. They need a win and a Detroit win over the Packers to get in. No disrespect to Seattle, but I'm kind of rooting for the Rams here just because would love to see if the Seahawks lose, it's just winner of Lions Packers goes to the playoffs. But if they win, the Lions will be eliminated when that game starts. Uh, this just kind of gives me some weird vibes. The Rams almost beat them the first time they played. I think it was John Wolford at that point. Um, Seattle has so much to play for, but this does feel like a Baker game where he's had two of these like crazy pop-off games with the Rams, and then it's been bad mostly otherwise. But this is him auditioning. I do think he'll be back in with the Rams. But I'm going to take the Rams plus the six. I just get some weird feelings. I feel like the Rams are going to play them close. I think Baker might have a nice game here, even though they're kind of depleted. Um, Navy Seattle wins close, but six is too many points in a game that kind of just gives me some weird feelings, even though the Hawks need it. I'll take the Rams plus six here. Yeah, this is, I am completely with you, Colby. Six, too much. You got the Baker tryout game. Uh, sitting in uh, the pickums I sent out today, today. This the Baker difference, the, the Baker difference maker. Um, you got played against Wolford last time. This is Baker Mayfield. He's going to be making some more uh, big play, uh, more trying to make some more big plays happen. And uh, I really do think the Rams also come in here, play a little spoiler. Baker's completely fine with ruining the day at Seattle. 
I know he's fine with ruining people's day. We've seen him do it in college when he went into Ohio State and planted the Oklahoma flag. We we seen him do it, you know, ruin the fun in Lambeau on Christmas Day when he was a Brown. So I, I, I really I think this is the moment where Baker shows up and gives us that every that seasonal moment of, you know, let's ruin, let's play spoiler. I think this is it. A little bias probably on that as well, everyone. Don't get me twisted. Yeah, I'm also with it. I'm also with uh, the Sunday night football game being interesting. Yeah, I really want that Sunday night game to be interesting. So, yeah. sorry, sorry, Seattle. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, okay, um, Chargers at the Broncos. Broncos are two and a half point favorites. Which this is another one where the Chargers may be resting guys, depending on how the early games shake out. So if the Ravens lose. I believe the Chargers are locked into the five seed. And so if that happens, I'm guessing they probably pull their starters. They'll probably start with their starters, but I'm guessing they pull some guys. I still take the Chargers here, plus two and a half. I think the Broncos are just bad. And I do think the Chargers maybe, if the Ravens, you know, who knows what's going to happen with the Ravens. Um, I mean, the Bengals probably beat them. But I'll take the Chargers plus two and a half, even though they maybe pull some guys. I think they try to try to get some reps in heading into the playoffs. Um, Broncos, you know, they almost beat the Chiefs last week. It's a tough game, close one, but I'll take the Chargers just because they're getting points, even though they might pull some guys. I think, yeah, despite pulling the guys, we've seen the Chargers' backups play all year long on offense and defense. These guys, the backups have been playing a lot because of the injuries they've been having this season. So I think – it's best that we just go. I, I personally am leaning towards the charges as well. The backups have gotten some good play time. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and just Brandon Staley, you have to understand you need to give yourself the best position going forward. Don't take any chances on this whole Ravens Bengals nonsense. That's still a divisional game on their end. Anything can happen in a divisional game. So if you're Brandon Staley, take care of your business, you know, Win the game regardless of who you start because if you don't win this game, you we were talking about this before, Colby. The difference between five and six is big in the AFC. So it, you got to hold on to that five, it seems like. Yeah, no, I'm with you. You definitely want that five seed uh, if you're the Chargers. Okay, almost through the slate here. This one is gross. Cardinals at the 49ers. 49ers are 14-point favorites. I don't even know who's starting a quarterback this game for the Cardinals. I should probably know that. Um, I don't know if it's if it's Blau or who it is. Let me see if I can find that out. Or if McCoy is back. Um, they said Kyler Murray's going to miss the start of next season. Yeah, I saw that. Which makes sense. I mean, he did blow Call of Duty, man. It takes you off of the rehab facility. It keeps you on the keeps you on the couch. Yeah, so um, I'm guessing it's probably Blau again. I mean, this is going to be ugly. Niners also could, if the Eagles lose, could get the one seed if they win this game. So I think the Brockett ship keeps on rolling. They beat the doors off the Cardinals who get a high pick. And Brock Purdy will be undefeated as a starter going into the playoffs. The Niners are going to be fascinating to see what happens with them in the playoffs because they are so loaded. Can Brock Purdy keep it rolling? I think he will. Um, I'll take the Niners here to blow them out. That's all I got on that. <laughs> There's no way the cards, man, I cover this. I feel like 14 is way too much. 
I don't even know if D-Hop was going to be back for this game. The Cardinals have been an utmost disappointment this season. Not only, I feel like we called the Cardinals not living up to the hype, but not only did the Cardinals, no, not only did they just stink all season and they always collapse in the wintertime, but like I said, they just stink, all, they stunk all season. And Cliff Kingsbury usually plays really well in the beginning of the season. <laughs> And we never got a great moment where, like, the Cardinals won and we were like, oh, wow, that was a good win. No. Like, I remember, I think their first win was against the Raiders, I think it was. And I remember sitting here, like, like sitting here, like, giving them the most sarcastic congratulations because they beat Josh McDaniels. Uh, <laughs> I was, I got, like, this is, it's been pretty sad to be a Cardinals fan. You don't know what's going to happen in the future. They're going to be probably one of the teams we'll be talking a lot about this offseason because I think we're both on different sides of the spectrum of what's going to happen on Cliff Kingsbury right now. You believe he's probably going to be out the door. I think the Cardinals are going to probably keep him because of the cheapskates. Uh, oh, I think so. it, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't blame you if they kicked him out the door. Don't get me wrong, but. And then you also got the whole Kyler thing, like you just said at the beginning of this, you know, Kyler is out for the first, probably going to be the first couple of weeks of the season. And we've seen the backup quarterback situation of this team. And I don't think any of us want to start the Cardinal season with David Blau. And I love <laughs> Trace McSorley, but I don't think he's going to be enough hype to kick off your season. So, yeah, Niners in a blowout. That's what I'm predicting as well. All right, the last two games are at least more interesting. Dallas at the Commanders. Dallas, seven-point favorites on the road. Dallas, again, alive, technically for the division in the one seed. If Philly loses and they win, they get the division. They need the Niners to lose to get the one seed and Philly to lose, so that's unlikely. But I doubt it. They're locked in as the five if Philly wins. Um, And the Commanders are starting Sam Howe, finally. We get to see him in one game tryout. Um, it's probably very going to be difficult for him to do enough to actually get a real shot at the job next year. He was only a fifth-round pick. But, hey, the quarterback disastrously handling of these last few weeks for Ron Rivera, I think he may have botched it so bad his job might be in jeopardy. I still think that he should keep his job, um, and I think he probably will. But, I mean, he might – he's definitely – his seat is definitely a lot hotter because of how he handled this quarterback mess. But, yeah, Sam Howell deserves to start. I, I don't know if you saw this. They apparently Ran Rivera originally said that he was going to play Heineke and Howe in this game. I did see that. Yeah, yeah I saw like, Heineke was supposed Heineke to start. Was like we're eliminating. He's like, no, nah, like give the kid a shot. Like maybe mm-hmm. he's like, nah, you benched me last time, which was stupid. Um, I'm all with Heineke, just giving him the middle, turning his back on him at this point. Like I, I respect it. But... He should have wanted to start Howe anyways. Like just see what he has. Yeah. He's got anything there. Um, so that's fun. Sam Howell, you know, maybe he gets, gets something going, but this is going to be a tough one for him because Dallas, in theory, I mean, they're even playing at the same time as Philly and San Francisco, so they'll have something to play for. Um, so I'm going to take Dallas minus the seven against Sam Howell in his first start. I don't think it's probably going to be pretty. But who knows? If he pops off, maybe he gets a shot next year. Probably probably not, but we'll see. But I'll take Dallas. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm taking Dallas, but there's there's some good things on the line for Sam Howell. Like, here's some upside if you're Commanders fans to look out for. Sam Howell and his connection to the receivers, you know. 
does he keep you guys in this game competitively? Does he bring that same, you know, energy that Heineke brought? I hope he brought that good. I hope he brought that positive. That's probably the main thing to take away from Heineke is his grittiness. If he shows that he, that same grit, guarantee you the team's going to love him as much as Heineke in the next season. Show that, show that same intensity, man. And I just see if he has the same level, you know, of play and see how the defense and team responds to him playing. Because it might be, obviously they're not going to have the same response to Carson Wentz or Heineke because they haven't seen this guy play on the on the starting field besides preseason. So, and I think he didn't do too shabby in the preseason, right, Colby? He didn't do that bad. No, he's all right. He had some stuff. Yeah, he was all right. Yeah, I was about to say it's preseason, so it's nothing really to you know bat an eye to, but it is you know it's still reps. So he's let's see how he does in the moment. He has a full season. Last time, uh, I, last time a quarterback came in like this, maybe it was a uh, Patrick Mahomes. Maybe I think it was 2017, Colby, when Patrick Mahomes came in week eight, week that's 17. That's a little different situation. The, that's week a, 17, that's a very different situation. Even though the Kansas City Chiefs were in the playoffs, not eliminated, but uh, yeah, fucked up. Well, yeah, Patrick they, Mahomes was also the tenth pick, and Sam Howell was in the fifth round. <laughs> <laughs> You know, huge, huge talent gap, obviously. But, you know, if you're a Commanders fan, there's some good things to look at. And uh, obviously, please look for Major Tutty hugging Taylor Heineke one more time because I said it on this off. I said it earlier this last week, this week. And uh, Taylor Heineke, he's going to be a hot talk. I think he's going to be a hard tra- trade topic, Colby. He's going to be a good free agent. Watch out. Is he, is he going to be a free agent? I think so. Whenever we were talking about this last week, I was like, "Yeah, I think watch out for Heineke. He's going to be he's going to be on the market." About to look up Taylor Heineke contract, but yeah, um, I mean, I would try to keep Heineke around. Also, like the Wentz contract, I don't know how many more years Wentz has on his deal, um, but no, not controversy contract. Like I don't know what the Commanders do at quarterback next year. That they're going to be an interesting team to watch. Maybe they are in the Derek Carr, um, the Derek Carr sweepstakes. If, if you call it a sweepstakes, okay, yeah, you're right. He's a free agent. Um, yeah, I don't know what they do. They're going to be a fascinating team to watch because that's an attractive spot for a quarterback. Like they got weapons, they got a defense. Like if oh, they yeah. get the quarterback right, they could really make some noise in the NFC. Um, the only thing I wouldn't like about the commanders is how Ron only thing I don't like about the commanders is how Ron Rivera handled the quarterback situation this season. Like if you because you will know you do know that Carson Wentz is still gonna be in that building. If you have like two or three bad games, Ron Rivera might just put pull you and put Carson Wentz in and you're gonna just be like sitting there on the sidelines like even feeling worse that your coach just pulled you. Like why did this Dunderhead pull me for this guy? You know? just to make me feel bad on the sidelines, really. <laughs> so it, it's, there's going to be some things to consider when it comes to the commanders. I'm with you. I think personally they're probably their best bid is to go for Heineke and maybe draft another guy. I don't know. Like I really don't know what the commanders do in the quarterback situation. They're they're in a tough spot when it comes to with their quarterback because you also have to consider the ownership when you talk about the commanders. Yeah, And a lot of people like to bring that up. <laughs> That's true. And they're not going to have that high of a pick. So that'll be a fascinating team to watch. Okay. Mm-hmm. And here we go. The final game of the regular season. The best game of the week. America's team. Colby. America's, America's team. Dan Campbell. 
giving it one last ride at Green Bay. Packers four and a half point favorites over the Lions. The Lions, America's team, could be eliminated by the time they play this game, depending on what happens with Seattle and the Rams. I mean, and the Packers, it's winning they're in. I mean, we look, we love the Lions, but come on, we both know how this is gonna go. At least you, sir. Whoa, whoa, Colby's America's team is uh I love looks like Lions, Colby's pumping the brake on. Colby has not been good on the road. There's a chance they're eliminated by the time it starts. And Rogers, you know. He's doing what he does. He's making this weird little run. They'll probably get – I don't think they have much of a shot against the Niners, but we'll see. But I'm going to take it to Packers here. They're at home. Everything's pointing in their direction. Golf has not been nearly as good on the road. And the Lions already beat – do you really think the Lions are going to beat him twice? Do you think they're going to sweep him? I'd be cool to see. I'm pulling for the Lions, for the record. I'm pulling for the Lions, but I'm picking the Packers. Well, that means you're not pulling for the Lions, Colby. As I'm pulling for the Lions. Uh, it's not because of my fears. It's not because of my fears of Aaron Rodgers. It's not because I have nightmares that Aaron Rodgers is going to run the table again in the NFC. No, 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 no. It's because I believe in the Lions to show up. Jared Goff has had the better quarterback season. Yes. The Lions have done everything that we have said that they would do on this podcast, Colby. They have done everything that we've said they would do. They lived up to their hype. They you won all the games. They, they they have been the only – they have been one of the only teams that you have been right on this whole season. You had a hot streak with the Lions. Like, this is, this is, this is a team that have been playing play-by-play play for us, and it's – it's so hard for me to fall off that. And even though there have been many times this season that I have been the one to doubt the Lions in their big game moments to cover and all that, I'm saying this is the one that they pulled through on. I'm picking the Packers. I'm rooting for the Lions. I disagree with that, that I can't be rooting for the man picking against them. I don't think they're going to win. It's because I write it in my journal, Colby, and you can only have one thing. It's written in pen. You yeah, can only also, pick one. Even if the Lions, even <laughs> picking against the Lions does not mean I was wrong on the Lions. We were both dead on with the Lions. We said we had them at eight wins before the year, and we had the Bears at three wins. Like, we got, if I remember correctly, we nailed both those teams perfectly. No, we nailed it, yes. We got those oh. both correct. Yeah. And I wish that my Vikings take – I wish that I didn't back off my Vikings take because now that looks amazing as well. And also, we, everyone everyone here on the podcast, be on the lookout for a, a revisit to the pyramids of Jay Eza because I think a certain number one offense that we were all laughing at at the beginning of the season actually came into fruition. So uh, just uh, keep an eye out on that, Colby. I don't know if you remember that take. Love to revisit that on Tuesday or on Monday. Yeah, you're gonna have to revisit that. There, there's some good takes on there that came out from uh, the pyramids of Jay's. Everyone, so uh, we'll be revisiting those for sure. I got that. I'm working on that right now as we speak. All right, I like that. Yeah, we'll have to revisit our preseason picks one more time too, because I know we nailed these two teams. We got some others. Oh, breaking news, Colby: the Bengals and Bills game has officially been canceled. Makes sense. Yep, the NFL just announced the game will not be resumed, and the AFC title game could be played on a neutral site. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. I saw that. Yeah, so I don't know if you want to pull that up before we go into our – we do not have Christian's do list and everything, folks. Christian has been very generous sharing his do list with us this whole season. But this week, 
he's taking another off off week and we don't blame him. Yeah. So yeah. it's a very especially on week 18, you know, it's a very hard week to project who's going to be scoring and not because you have backups. So um it's gonna be a very uh very it's very complicated to do a dual list on that. So Colby, since it's just me and you, let's go ahead and roll through uh the statement and upset games. And then I guess after that, we'll go ahead and do our locks and see what's going on with the whole, how the AFC shapes up now because of the whole Bills Bengals news. Yeah. So yeah, we got about eight and a half minutes here. If we can. Well, it looks like we're going to have to, and we're going to start another one just for like 10, well, how long did that would take? <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. So we'll get into it. We'll see how it goes. Okay. So you want to start with statement games? You want to go first or me too? You could take the floor. All right, statement game. There's a couple options here. I'm going to say my Pittsburgh Steelers for the statement game. The statement game being respect Mike Tomlin, get him a streak, show that you're still superior to the Browns, and maybe even get into the playoffs even in a down year. Statement that you're still a top-tier franchise, you got your quarterback, and Mike Tomlin just doesn't lose, have losing seasons rather. So I'll say Steelers get a statement win to end the year over the Browns. My statement game has been the team that I've been rallying behind for the past four or five week-ish. And it's going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars, the AFC America's team, the team that I haven't backed off of this week 18, and the team that I expect to win. So I think Jalen's America's team will pull through. All right. Statement game. Stealing all the credit from Colby as well. You can do your upset first. (laughs) <laughs> all right, all right. My upset. Oh, dude, this is gonna be a tough one. All right, so we actually picked a lot of these games the same, and I think there's only been a couple that I chose for an upset. And out of those ones, I'm glad that I saved this one for an upset. I'm stuck between two, and I really do think, though, to keep my Sunday night hopes interesting, I have to go with the Rams. Yeah, I, I have to go with the Rams. I saw that. I was thinking between there's another team that I hope you I don't know if you're gonna say them as well, but yeah, I have to go with the Rams. I want Sunday night football to be a banger. Yeah. No, I mean I agree. I, I I'm pulling for that. That was gonna be my upset. I really don't like any dogs this week. Um the only other dog I really love, I'll say it's not a huge upset, but I guess still technically it is. I'll take the Panthers over the Saints. They're three and a half point dogs. I think the Panthers win that one. And ending you're on a high note. So I'll take the Panthers as my upset. See, another potential upset you could have had with the Patriots. And you didn't pick them, though. That was the thing. That was That's where we messed up. The Patriots would have been an interesting upset. That's why I put them in the in the pickums. I had them as my biggest spoiler of the week, everyone. So, if I mean, true and through, they are. So, all right, Colby. Looks like this week our locks are going to be a lot easier because it's just me and you. So okay. we get the field opens up for us a little <laughs> bit, but we did pick a lot of the same games. So it's going to be interesting. You get the first lock. Uh, who do you got? Oh, there's so many good options here for the locks. I'm going to take San Francisco minus 14. That's a huge line to take for a lock, but they have stuff to play for. They need to lock up at least the two, maybe the one. Arizona is just so, so bad. I think this is going to be a throttling. So it's Unusual for me to take a 14-point favorite as my first lock, but I'll do it. Give me the Niners. Uh, all right, all right. Yeah, it, it's a very big one. I'm taking a slight – it's not going to be as big as yours, but I'll take the Vikings uh, minus seven against the Bears. 
I'll go ahead. Uh, I don't know if I put him in. I, I had to steal him. You have it. Colby had, had, has had a tendency this season to beat me to having the Vikings as his lock. And to see him react to that, it means that he was going to put him on there. And that has, gives me good faith in the Vikings this week. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take the Vikings minus seven as my first lock. Colby, you can go again. We'll just go back and forth like this. All right. That's a good one. Um, I'll take the Bengals minus seven and a half, another big favorite, which I don't love, but it's seeming like it's going to be Tyler Huntley. And so if that's the case, I think it's going to be a thrashing. Uh, Give me Cincinnati minus seven and a half over the Ravens. All right. This one, dude, this one's going to be an interesting one. I don't know if this one's as much. I don't know if I'm coming in with this one as much confidence, but I will say I have, I do know that they will come out with a – I think they will still come out with a victory, and it's going to be the Chargers. Interesting. Yeah, I think the Chargers plus two and a half. I do think they'll cover that game. It will be a little interesting. It's going to be – that. I feel like this is my biggest gamble of the locks. And uh, Chargers plus two and a half, despite if whether or not they start somebody. This is more of a Staley belief. All right. I like it. Uh, my last one. I mean, I'll go right back to it, right back to my bias. But the Steelers, give me the Steelers minus only two and a half. The Tomlin streak, you got to get it. Come on. You got to get the streak. Give me the Steelers as my last lock. Three favorites, which I don't love, but I really don't like any dogs this week. (laughs) I don't like any very much. I thought about putting the Panthers in there, but. uh, Yeah, a lot of of, no dogs on my list. Well, besides the Chargers. But um, besides that, I'm taking the Chiefs. Uh, I, I For their spread, I didn't catch the number. I wrote big because I know the number was big. Nine and, a half. and, nine and a half. What was it? Nine, nine and a half. half. Yeah, I'll take Chiefs minus nine and a half. Um, I do think that that game's going to be awful. And the last time I picked a primetime game, sadly, I didn't get – the game got canceled, so – we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and just out of respects, just not take another late night slate slot game. Um. All right, Colt. I don't know how much time we got left. Got about so I guess we're gonna two. All right. Well, looks like we got enough time for final thoughts on this uh, week eighteen. Last time we get to do pickums. Sad, sad times. Yeah. Final thoughts, man. Oh, man, it's been a fun ride and a fun season. I really enjoyed doing this with you every week. Sad we couldn't get Christian on. Hopefully we'll get him back next week. Uh, it's been a great season. Final thought, oof, that's tough. I like to go basketball. I'm going to say my final thought, how about the Oklahoma City Thunder? Watch out for them. They have, they're, have, they I think, a little further ahead in their rebuild than I thought they would be. Giddy is awesome. SGA has been incredible this year. He'll probably be an all-star. Um, they got depth. They got a lot of young guys, and they still got plenty more picks to come. If they get a lucky bounce and get Webb and Yama, look out. They're going to get Chet back next year. The, the Thunder strategy, I think, is going to work out very well for them because they got some real pieces, and they've been playing pretty they're, – they're not great, but I really like where they're headed. So props to them. Props to the Thunder. Yeah, getting that big win on the Celtics without SGA, it, it speaks volumes sometimes for a small organization like them. Uh, my final thoughts are I have to go to the NFL, man. As I'm speaking right now, uh, I'm seeing Aaron Rodgers on a Pat McAfee show because my <laughs> YouTube feed just plays on a loop, and, and it's just the Rodgers segment. So right now, my final thoughts are hopefully I don't see this man in the playoffs, <laughs> but let's be real, everybody. We probably know I will be. 
But Colby, as always, it's been some good stuff this football season with you, buddy. Yes, man. Excited for playoff. We'll do playoffs next week, but what a ride. 18 excellent weeks. Thank you for listening to the CJJC Show. If you want more content, follow us on Instagram, where we post weekly pickums and other social media whenever that happens. Also, keep a lookout for our pickums list so you can join in on the takes and all the fun. Peace out.